Well, hey there, how you doing? It's uh, Wednesday, February 1st, 2023. Wednesday, February 20th, uh, uh, February 1st, 2023. Uh, tomorrow is, of course, Groundhog's Day. If you care about that sort of thing, two weeks, two weeks for you to buy flowers for your girlfriend. It's funny how Valentine's Day, they, they make it about women, right? Men, men, you know. Men don't get anything out of it. Well, sometimes they do. Slava Ukraine, Haroyam Slava. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you coming every day. It's very nice of you. I, I, I really do. Every day I tell you that, but I just want you to know I really mean it. Uh, if you can, please bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And you can tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. I'm still arguing with these people on Twitter about that that stupid uh, tax proposal by the Republicans. Anyway, let's start as we do normally with uh, uh, Ukraine and Russia war. Get that out of the way. Uh, now, remember that Wagner commander who fled to Norway from Russia because he feared his death from the other Wagner people? He has now described witnessing summary executions of fellow soldiers during an interview with the uh, Moscow Times yesterday. And remember, <clears throat> that's why he fled, because he thought he would be killed. Andrei Medvedev said that he witnessed a double execution at a Wagner Center where the group was training inmates recruited from Russian jails. Medvedev said there was a case where they brought two prisoners who refused to fight and they shot them in front of others for refusing to follow orders. There were a lot of such cases. That's what he said. Uh, after deserting the uh, mercenary group, Wagner, in November, Medvedev crossed the Norwegian border on foot, apparently narrowly uh, escaping Russian border guard patrols. I, okay, that is quite a feat to go all the way there to cross the border. That is quite a distance. I'm serious. That is quite a And that is all wilderness up there. Um, remember... Was it yesterday we talked about it? Uh, there's this tiny border. Uh, and, and we talked about how Norway goes around the top of Sweden and Finland all the way to the Russian border. And it's like, I guess it's like 50 miles or something like that. I, f I forget. Uh, Medvedev said Wagner fighters in Ukraine were treated like cattle by their military leaders and sent to the front line like cannon fodder. Uh, I regret that I was there at all. Uh, Wagner is believed to have as many as uh, 50,000 fighters deployed in Ukraine, including thousands of Russian convicts who were promised early release from jail in exchange for signing six-month contracts to fight in Ukraine. Uh, but they were threatened with death if they deserted. Uh, Medvedev, who grew up in an orphanage in Siberia's uh, Tomsk region, and has multiple convictions for robbery, said he joined the mercenary group as a volunteer in July, but he said he de uh, decided to desert after he saw what was happening in Ukraine. Now, don't label this guy as a nice guy, because 
uh, there was this one video that was going around an idiot uh, on the internet about some uh, Wagner sh- soldier who took a sledgehammer to some other Wagner soldier soldier's head to kill him. And if I'm not mistaken, it was under this guy's leadership that that happened. So he's no angel. We'll just say that. Uh, the U.S. has accused Russia of violating the new START treaty, saying Moscow was refusing to allow inspection activities on its territory. A State Department spokesperson said uh, Russia's refusal to facilitate inspection activities prevents the U.S. from exercising important rights under the treaty and threatens the viability of U.S.-Russian Russian nuclear arms control. Uh, Russian ambassador to the U.S., Anatoly Antonov, was quoted by the Interfax News Agency as saying that arms control cannot be isolated from uh, uh, geopolitical realities, and Russia saw it as inappropriate to invite the U.S. military to its strategic facilities at the moment. I, I think the START Treaty probably has something in it for this, I would guess, that Russia would have to, but uh, I'm not sure I haven't read it. That in that much detail, I haven't read it. So, moving on to a little late, don't you think? Uh, and and everybody, every world leader has said they would do this. Uh, Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has said he was willing to serve as a mediator. In the Ukraine war, following U.S. calls for more active invol- in- involvement, and, you know, Blinken was there. He was he was telling him that he should be more Israel should be more actively involved. They meant not in that way, <laughs> but but really, that's how you want to be actively involved by negotiating a peace treaty. You haven't been able to negotiate anything in your own country for the last fifty years. What makes you think we'd want you to uh, in there between Ukraine and Russia to fuck that up too? I mean, seriously. Yahoo. Netanyahu. The Yahoo. (sighs) Anyway, uh, 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 that Yahoo told CNN, I've been around long enough to know that there has to be a right time in the right circumstances. If they arise, I'll certainly consider it. Meaning... Oh, meaning he's not going to negotiate anything. But if anything comes along, he'll he'll stand there and take the credit. <laughs> oh, wow, man. I hate Netanyahu. I really hate Netanyahu. He's such a douche. Uh, U.S. defense contractor, General uh, Atomics, has offered to sell Ukraine two Reaper MQ-9 drones for a dollar. The sa- I want one of those for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the sale would include a ground control station that would allow Ukraine's military to operate the drones from almost anywhere in the country, uh, more than 24 hours per flight. Uh, the sale would be directly to Ukraine, not through the U.S. government, uh, but the Biden administration, of course, would have to sign off on the transfer of technology. Uh, the deal would require... Uh, yeah, you're wondering, why would they sell it to him for a dollar? The deal would require Kyiv to spend about $10 million to prepare and ship the aircraft to Ukraine and about $8 million each year for maintenance and sustainment. Uh, still a good deal for Ukraine, honestly. Uh, the U.S. has provided Ukraine more than, uh, with more than uh, 700 smaller drones, including portable switchblades, 
and a Phoenix Ghost drones. Uh, but the Reaper, uh, it has a 66-foot wingspan, is much larger, much faster, and more sophisticated than any drone in Ukraine's arsenal. And it carries missiles. Uh, it can be uh, used to surveil enemy forces or fire on them with missiles or bombs. So, <clears throat> the United States is readying, readying more than $2 billion worth of military aid for Ukraine that is expected to include longer-range rockets for the first time. Uh, I mean, I, I, they had rockets for like 50 miles, you know, something like that, which isn't considered long-range. Uh, long and these really aren't considered long-range. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, the aid is expected to be announced as soon as this week, so maybe we'll hear about it uh, today after Biden has that meeting with McCarthy. Uh, it is also expected to include support equipment for Patriot air defense systems, precision-guided munitions, and Javelin anti-tank weapons. Uh, and Javelins, uh, they really could use them, I'm sure. Uh, one of the officials said a portion of the package, expected to be $1.725 billion, would come from a fund known as the Ukraine Security Assistance uh, Initiative, the USAI, uh, which allows President uh, Biden's administration to get weapons from industry rather than from U.S. weapons stocks, so they can just buy them. Uh, they will purchase the ground-launched small-diameter bomb, which is GLSDB, which has a range of about 150 kilometers. It's like 94 miles. Uh, I, I think um, some of the uh, some of these missiles might be able to go into the HIMARS, uh, if I'm not mistaken, but I'm not sure. Uh, the U.S. has rebuffed Ukraine's request for the 300-kilometer uh, range ATACMS missiles. Uh, Moscow is 450 kilometers from the border, so they won't be able to get uh, to reach there with these missiles. I, I, but they've gotten they've gone that far with drones. They've gone that far. Other drones. Um, but they will uh, certainly be able to reach deep into Crimea, which is what they need to do. They want it. And, and, and if I'm not mistaken, Putin was just talking about um, defending Crimea from missiles uh, or, or uh, attacks from um, Ukraine. He was just talking about that today. Uh, the general staff, the Ukrainian armed forces, says Ukrainian forces in Bakhmut came under renewed fire, as they did in uh, Klishchivka and Kurdimivka uh, villages on the uh, southern approaches to Bakhmut. Uh, Bakhmut has suffered a relentless bombardment for months, as Russian forces resorted to the same destructive tactics they used to capture uh, two other cities uh, further north, uh, Severodonetsk and uh, Lyshansk. Uh, Yan Gagin, an aide uh, to senior Russian-installed officials, uh, official Denis Pushlin, says Russian forces are encircling Bakhmut and are battling to take control of the highway that connects the city to the nearby towns of Chasif Yar. Uh, he said Bakhmut is now operationally surrounded. Our forces are closing uh, the ring around the city. Fighting for control of Chasif Yar Bakhmut Highway is now underway. We will see what happens. Our regional governor, Pavlo Krylenko, says on his Telegram channel, uh, Russian forces have killed at least four people in the Donetsk region as several villages came under Russian fire. <coughs> could be missiles, could be um, uh, uh, 
Could be the ground guns. Who knows? Um, Kiev's military general staff says Russian forces have made no headway in attempts to advance on Advitka in the Donetsk region. Uh, Russian forces also tried to advance near Lyman, uh, town for the north uh, uh, in Donetsk region. Uh, and if you, uh, um, if you recognize the name of the town Lyman, uh, from my earlier reports several months ago, you'll remember that they, that uh, Lyman was recaptured by Ukrainian forces in October. Uh, Russia was uh, reaching further west in Donetsk by firing on the town of Volodar and a half dozen other towns and villages. Volodar is about 148 uh, kilometers, which is like 90 miles uh, southeast of the main fighting in and around uh, Bakhmut. Uh, Britain's Ministry of Defense said the Russian force in the new Volodar assault was at least the size of a brigade, a unit which is usually compri- comprises several thousand troops. So that's quite a large compliment they have. Uh, the British Ministry of Defense says some of the war's most intense shelling has taken place along the Dnieper River in southern Ukraine in recent days. Now, we've talked about the Dnieper River and the... Um, was at the Nova Kapkovka, Kapkovka, Kapkovka Dam. Uh, remember the Dnieper River right there is because of the dam is really, really wild, wide, several miles wide, and that's why uh, Ukraine. Um, the river, of course, flows south, but at that point it flows uh, west from uh, the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant. Uh, all the way, uh, like uh, what, like a hundred miles, and it's extremely wide. So uh, Ukraine was able to recapture north of the Dnieper, Dnieper, but they haven't been able to capture stuff south of the Dnieper. However, there are some fighting south of Zaporizhia, which is also south of the, the Dnieper uh, River. That's been going on. They're trying to cut off uh, Crimea. We've talked about that also. Uh, The ministry said attacks included uh, um, continued Russian shelling of Kherson City, uh, which they recaptured recently, Uh, artillery uh, firing from uh, the east of the river. Uh, Kherson remains the most consistently shelled large Ukrainian city outside of Donbass, adding that Russia was likely aiming to degrade civilian morale and to deter any Ukrainian counterattacks across the river. Now, the... um, the populace there, of course, their morale went way up when Kherson was recaptured. Uh, just what was it, uh, December? Was it December when it was uh, recaptured? I believe. A spokesperson for Latvia's Olympic Committee has said, and, and remember, Latvia uh, and uh, um, Estonia and um, uh, I always have trouble remembering that other country uh, near uh, Poland. Uh, Lithuania, all three of them, Baltic countries and Poland, they are always the loudest because they are the ones on the Russian border. That's how it's been all throughout this war. Anyway, a a spokesperson for Latvia's Olympic Committee has said Latvia will not send its athletes to the Olympic Games Uh, any Olympic Games that include Russian and Belarusian nationals while the war in Ukraine continues. Uh, The uh, spokesperson said, if we need to make a decision now, of course, we will not go to such a competition. But the Paris Games uh, 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 is a year and a half away. 
We will see what happens in Ukraine. We hope the Ukrainian people will win the war and we will be in a new situation. So we shall see with that as well. Uh, we're moving on. Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the rest of the world. <clears throat> so breaking this morning, you, and you, if you've been watching the news, you might have seen this. Biden's house in Rehoboth Beach is being searched this morning by the Department of Justice. Uh, Biden himself wanted it. He said, yeah, come on, guys, let's do it. Just like he did with his other house. Again, one thing is not like the other. We've talked about this numerous times. Biden wasn't subpoenas, subpoenaed. Biden didn't hide anything. Biden has not lied to the FBI. Biden did not lie to the Department of Justice or the National Archives. Biden did not go out of his way to defy any agency. Unlike Trump, who did all those things. This search will probably turn up nothing. Uh, if you remember, Biden was vacationing at, at the Rehoboth Beach home just, just what was it, a couple weeks ago? Uh, and you wonder if he was in there searching beforehand just to make sure. Uh, anyway, yesterday, the New York Attorney General, Letitia... Uh, oh. Yes, we're moving on. Uh, yesterday, New York Attorney General Letitia James, his office, asked a judge to sanction Trump and related parties. This is more of that noose tightening around that bright orange neck. Uh, his th- uh, 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 Trump and related parties refers to his three elder children, the Trump organization, and their attorneys uh, because uh, they want to prevent uh, uh, Letitia James's office, want to prevent delays in the lawsuit, accusing the Trump organization and Trump and his children of making demonstrably false denials in response to the state's civil fraud lawsuit. According to a letter to the judge from Kevin Wallace, attorney for uh, Letitia James, the attorney general's office is accusing the defendants of frivolous conduct. Now, they use that in quotes, frivolous conduct. They use those words specifically for a reason. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, So this is typical. Like the crimes they have committed, when it suits them, they claim one thing legally, and when it doesn't work for them uh, in another legal matter, they claim something else. Like when they claimed uh, increased value of a property to get loans and then claim decreased value for the same property to reduce tax liability. This is basically what they're doing here. In the letter, Wallace said, defendants falsely denied facts they have admitted in other proceedings. They deny knowledge sufficient to respond to factual allegations that are plainly within their knowledge. And they propound affirmative defenses that have been repeatedly rejected by this court as frivolous and without merit. There's that word frivolous again. This was sent to New York Supreme Court Justice Arthur Angeron, who also sounds like he's a Lord of the Rings villain. Uh, Who, if you remember, he has expressed how sick and tired he is of the bullshit coming from the Trump organization. He never used the the words bullshit. That's what I say. Uh, Angeron, earlier this month, denied Trump's request to dismiss the lawsuit, citing, ready for this, frivolous arguments. That's why they use the word frivolous. Wallace said, 
Uh, a cursory review of the filings reveals that a number of the denials are dem- demonstrably uh, false and actually contradict sworn statements by the defendants and other proceedings. Basically, in one case, Trump claims he was not president of the company at a certain time. But in other lawsuits, he claimed he was president of his company. He'll say whatever works in the situation. That noose is really starting to feel uncomfortable around Trump's neck right about now. And the floorboards seem kind of loose, right? (laughs) Uh, So, moving on. It would be ridiculous to waste uh, a ridiculous waste of time. But it's happening anyway. And we uh, alluded to this earlier. McCarthy is meeting with Biden today to talk about the debt ceiling. Uh, What's to talk about? Biden has been clear that he will veto any cuts to services. The administration yesterday laid out his demands for McCarthy with a memo that asked two questions. Will the speaker commit to the bedrock principle that the United States will never default on its financial obligations? And... When will Speaker McCarthy and House Republicans release their budget? Which is going to be all full of all sorts of garbage. I'm sure of it. Unofficially, MacArthur said on CBS this past weekend he would not let it come to default. And we talked about that. McCarthy is saying this sit-down is a victory. I see it as nothing, really. Biden does sometimes negotiate, but it's with people who are sane. And uh, I have a feeling that when McCarthy goes in, he's going to have a different mask on than he normally does. And then he'll come out with a different mask. This will be behind closed doors. No press allowed. I agree with that idea because they would be more willing to talk without performing their political dog tricks in front of cameras, especially McCarthy. I wonder if Mitch the bitch McConnell will show up. That would make it more interesting because I have a feeling Mitch McConnell wants to spank McCarthy for doing stupid things. Even though Mitch McConnell is a nutball himself. So moving on to the first hearing of the House Energy and Commerce Committee. It happened under the uh, Republican leadership. Democrats, during this time, uh, during their time, went after oil companies, big oil, for ripping off Americans and not drilling where they already have lease- leases, pushing prices up and making record profits at the expense of the people. This hearing, it began... Hours after ExxonMobil reported a record-shattering $56 billion in profits for the full year of 2022, days before Exxon's earnings uh, 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 release, Chevron, the second largest oil company, we talked about that, uh, Chevron, the second uh, largest oil company in the U.S., by market cap reported 35.5 billion in 2022 profits an all-time high for that company as well the energy panel is chaired by representative Kathy McMorris Rogers a Republican from Washington state the top recipient of oil and gas pack money in the last election cycle 
and a longtime advocate of opening U.S. public lands and waters to fossil fuel drilling. Apparently, it's okay to be a Bond villain and destroy the world if you're a Republican in Congress. Uh, She opened the meeting by touting the passage of that stupid bill we just talked about uh, uh, um, uh, to open up more drilling if the strategic oil reserve is tapped by the president. Uh, The bill will die in the Senate, but the fact they're touting it as a win shows who they are. It's all uh, 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 political theater. And she called it bipartisan. And we just talked about this. Are you kidding me? That one lonely Democrat piece of crap, Jared Golden of Maine, voted for it. Does one person make it bipartisan? I, I, I guess it sort of does, but that's kind of misleading. Uh, Rogers said, we need to be doing more to secure and unleash American energy. But again, Biden, and we talked about this too, Biden has been the drill baby drill president. More than Trump, he's drilled in the front, more than in Trump's first two years. Representative Jeff Duncan uh, from South Carolina, Republican, chair of the panel's subcommittee on energy, climate, and grid security, regurgitated the party line by bitching about the Democrats' rush to green policies and condemned science backed calls to phase out fossil fuels. Yes. Yes, by all means, let's ignore science and destroy the world. And you know what? We almost did it before with, you know, uh, uh, CFCs, chlorofluorocarbons, when we were destroying the ozone layer back in the late 70s, early 80s. We would have burned to death by now had we not gotten together with the world to stop CFCs. Anyway, Duncan also praised surging oil experts, which experts say have driven up the cost for the U.S. Okay, and we talked about this too. Uh, Used to be that there was a a cap on how much we could export on oil, and now there isn't a cap. So now we're subject to the world markets, which is really annoying. Uh, and we talked about that uh, back uh, back when in 2015, Obama ended oil export limits uh, in October. What was that? October or November of 2015? That was the worst thing Obama did in his administration. That's why gas prices are so high. ExxonMobil said it distributed nearly 30 billion to shareholders last year as U.S. households struggled to pay their energy bills. Democrats on the committee were quick to call out Republicans for their policies. Representative Diane DeGette of uh, Colorado, Democrat, said, We've all heard the slogans, drill baby drill, energy dominance, and now energy expansion. But don't be fooled. These policies will not expand our potential for new renewable energy sources such as wind and solar and will only increase our dependence on oil and gas. She's right. She's absolutely right. I've been saying that long for a long time. Uh, they're, uh, they're nothing more than giveaways to the oil industry. That's what she said. Representative Frank Pallone, uh, New Jersey Democrat, the top Democrat on the committee uh, uh, pushed back on the GOP narrative, saying Republicans have pushed the idea that somehow 
Big Oil wanted to pump more but couldn't. And we've talked about that. We know that's a lie. In reality, they wanted to keep the price artificially high, he said. And by the way, remember we did the story on, on, on all that land. Big Oil has permits for. And they are refusing to drill. And they refuse to drill and then they claim, well, give us some permits and we'll drill. But they already have permits that they're refusing to drill because they want to keep those prices high. That allows them, as a monopoly, to just basically rape the American taxpayer when they should be drilling. I keep saying, okay, use it or lose it. That's what we need to do. Use it or lose it. If you don't start drilling, you lose your lease and the United States takes it over and starts drilling for you. Suddenly, the oil company is going to say, oh, no, 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 we don't want the United States to take over oil leases. And suddenly, they're going to start drilling. I guarantee it. Um... So what do New Yorkers think of George Santos? We're moving on to the the gift that keeps on giving, George Santos. According to Newsday, uh, a Newsday Siena College poll, Santos' overall approval rating is, ready for this, 7% with 83% disapproval. 7%! That is abysmal. Killing newborn kittens has a higher approval rate than that. (laughs) 78% of survey respondents said uh, Santos should resign, including 89% of Democrats, 71% of Republicans, and 72% of independents. And with legal problems growing, Santos told McCarthy he would have to step down from his two new committees because he cannot devote time to them. I, you know, I see this as a sign. It's, it's writing on the wall that Santos is done. And I have no doubt that McCarthy probably said, eh, you probably want to step away from these committees right now. Uh, there will be a special election in the future. And there is no way a Republican will get elected in that district. Uh, District 3. District 3. So as I said this week, all police are corrupt, 100%. But it's not like they're murdering guys who are double amputees to stop them from running away. Oh, wait. In Huntington Huntington Beach, uh, I'm sorry, Huntington Park, California, Anthony Lowe was on a sidewalk next to his wheelchair, appearing to try to flee as two officers approached him with weapons drawn. More police cars arrived as the officers followed Lowe, the double amputee, who seemed to be limping away, and then they killed him. But the video didn't capture the shooting. Uh, this reminds me of those cops a few years ago. I don't know if you remember the story who, who shot at a homeless woman because she was holding a screwdriver. Anyway, people are wondering why you would gun down a guy with no legs. Uh, the circumstances uh, uh, preceding the killing were, are, are really unclear and officials have faced scrutiny as their narratives have appeared to shift. They keep on changing their story. 
Uh, in Huntington Park, the police department is known as being corrupt, really corrupt here, uh, along with Fontana Police and Buena Park Police. Uh, those are the most corrupt agencies in Southern, Cal- Southern California. Uh, the Huntington Park Police Department said in a statement that officers were responding to reports of a stabbing allegedly committed by someone in a wheelchair and that they encountered Lowe, who was in a wheelchair. Obviously, it must have been him, and who they believed was the suspect. The department claimed that officers attempted to detain him, alleging he ignored commands and threatened to advance or throw the knife at officers. Although the limited witness footage did not capture any of this. Uh, There was some cell phone footage that they're looking at. Uh, The department further said that the officers deployed two separate tasers in an attempt to subdue the suspect. But when the tasers were ineffective, they shot him. Where'd you shoot it? In his, in, his, in his two legs? Anyway. Police have said that they found a stabbing victim who was taken to the hospital, but the uh, Lowe's family said they were skeptical of law enforcement's story, and I'm with them on that for sure. There's something fishy going on, and I, and I think there's going to need to be a bigger investigation. We shall see. Uh, in, uh, moving on to, in case you care about it, this time, Tom Brady is serious. For the second time in about a year, right? Tom Brady announced his retirement, but this time he said he really means it. There's a YouTube, uh, there's probably a video on YouTube that you can see him uh, claiming he's, it seemed very heartfelt, but it was the second time in a year he's done it. So anyway, uh, for those of you who are new, I get up at 3, 3.30. I slept in today, man. I, sl- I, I laid in bed listening to the news at about, started listening at about 3 o'clock in the morning because I was just so tired. I was wiped out from yesterday. Uh, but I get up like 3, 3.30 in the morning, spend five hours writing this stuff, and then I start doing it. Um, every day we're going on, we're going to start a, our fourth year in a couple of months uh, I, I I hope I can get some listeners to listen to me so I can keep on doing this. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Wednesday, February 1st, 2023. Wednesday, February 1st, 2023. I truly appreciate you. Uh, bring someone with you uh, today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember... Always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.